Our scripture for today is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cock crow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The word of the Lord. This passage is one often shared on this first Sunday of Advent. It has been referred to as the little apocalypse with its warning that life as we know it, all we consider fixed and normative will pass away. It is a passage easily looked at from a new perspective in this year of 2020. When we look back on these last months, so much we considered fixed and normative has changed in dramatic and drastic ways. This year we have had a novel virus and an unbearable death toll, severe storms and uncontrollable fires, the clearly visible ravages of inequality and injustice throughout our society and our world. That this passage begins with, but in those days, after that suffering, seems stark and timely, pulling this ancient text into our current times. But one thing we know is that as of last night, the stars have not fallen from heaven and still shine in the sky. Throughout time, stars have been a source of guidance and wonder. These have been equal parts story and science, fact and fiction, fueling our imaginations and our travels. 
I think of the calculations made on the stars to direct ancient mariners on vast, dark seas. I think of the centuries of literature written around the arrangement of the stars. The stars have not fallen from the sky. As we look up for them, even this year, we can find a peace and order that seems to slip away on our most trying days. Stars, even memories of stars, can be as a reason to breathe our way back to God's love and hope as we wait through the dense, dark uncertainty we now face. As the stars intrigue and humble us, they seem to call us to reflect on our place in God's great scheme, to be grateful for these lives we have been given, and to face ourselves in these days on pause. The stars seem to murmur, it is time now. We all know there is much to face. Remarkably, this text mentions slavery in biblical times, while the clear echoes of slavery in our country's history are gaining long-awaited volume now. And a discussion of stars might faithfully move to their place in the stories of the Underground Railroad. Slaves with everything and nothing to lose ran straight into the darkness carrying their babies and their fear and their faith and the few things they owned. They sent their eyes skyward up to the points of light that formed the drinking gourd, the Big Dipper, a pattern of hope and direction north, whispered of and sung about in their communities. Information was spread by heroes like Harriet Tubman, who escaped herself and returned to lead hundreds to freedom, and by Peg Leg Joe, another famous conductor of escape. Peg Leg Joe was a colorful character who used his job as a traveling plantation handyman to share the geography of the Underground Railroad with a seemingly harmless folk song about stars, Follow the Drinking Gourd. Many ran for their lives into dark nights to the melody he had taught them. Their desperate running is hard for us to imagine. Slavery, poverty, racism are all hard for us to imagine. Our abundance and privilege can keep us from this hard work. But maybe now in these times of hardship and unrest, we will be unable to avoid comprehending the pervasive inequality of our society. We now watch the most vulnerable suffering disproportionately yet again, yet again. I think back to a flash flood in Fort Collins years ago. On a typical summer afternoon, torrential rain caused water to slice through that city. Many places were damaged, but one of the hardest hit was a trailer park 
within feet of the railroad tracks behind a car wash on College Avenue. This was not prime real estate, which explains much. The trailers were nestled in a place of lowest elevation with the railroad tracks on a buildup many feet above these homes. There was a bike underpass nearby that funneled the water directly into this park. Residents died that afternoon, drowning in the water and poverty that put them in the flood's way. One story. There are so many stories in the world. One story that broke our hearts was of a little five-year-old who somehow sensed the danger, grabbed her baby brother who was in their trailer with her, and ran. She ran just in time up to the railroad tracks, just in time and high enough to be beyond the water, only to see a train coming right at them. She ran again and somehow saved them both. Truly, can you imagine your child or a child you love being in that position? The daily expected and unexpected truths of poverty and bias are a worst nightmare from which many of God's people cannot wake up, but we can. Again, there are so many of these stories. Each puts a blunt edge on racial and economic disparities. Do we even hear them? Do we hold them away in abstraction? Do we let them in and feel them? Can we see our part in systemic and implicit wrongdoing? Or does our looking in the mirror of our responsibility end up being something like this? This challenging and thought-provoking work by surrealist René Magritte was painted in 1937. It may inspire each of us to new eyes in this year of 2020. We have opportunities in this Advent time of waiting to turn around in our minds and hearts, to face ourselves squarely, humbly, honestly. We have opportunities to hope for what could be new and next to own what it will take from us to carry our neighbors, all of our neighbors, along with us through the possibilities and the questions, through the struggle and the darkness of this long, long night. Let's be alert and look skyward together. Answers and guidance may be written in the stars for us now which as of last night, haven't fallen from the sky. Amen.